Hello, everyone. Great. Are we having a good day? Yeah? Fantastic. So um, I'm really pleased to introduce Oli. Uh, Oli supports EAGX conference organizers like me uh, and investigates opportunities to expand CEA's events portfolio. He previously worked as a research analyst at Longview Philanthropy, a nonprofit which advises major philanthropists focused on safeguarding the long term future. Before Longview, Oli was an EA group organizer at the University of Warwick and in Cologne in Germany. He holds a first class degree in philosophy and psychology from the University of Warwick and is just generally pretty awesome. Please welcome Oli. Hi, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. And thanks to, to Charlotte. Um, yes, hello, I'm Oli uh, from CEA. Um, and I should start by saying I'm relatively new to this job organizing events, so you should take it all with a pinch of salt. Uh, or like think about how this event went and then like adjust using that how much you trust me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping today to kind of just like give you an update on where CEA are at with their events kind of strategy and get some input from you guys on, on that strategy and also encourage you to get involved in our events program. So um, I should have renamed this event doing more events better um, since the more is like a key part of our approach and um, this is actually my strategy in its entirety so far. So I think I could do with your help. <laughs> so I'm going to cover in this talk a brief like impact case for events, why we should fund them, why we should do them. Like I mentioned, CEA strategy now, um, like what's going on at the moment. I'm going to talk about my kind of weekly held view on what events should try and be doing and how we can make them better. And that's the part I'll be interested in your thoughts on. And then I'll close with how CEA can help you be involved in running events yourself. Where's my clicker thing? That's what I just said. So, um, Matt Iglesias is a journalist, and he was interviewed by Rob on the ATK podcast the other day. And uh, he said he was interested in hearing about effective altruism conferences, and he thought when he heard about this, um, I thought effective altruism was associated with ideas like, maybe don't do the conference, just give the money uh, to, I assume, charities. Um, the airfare or the venue costs um, could do a lot more good in the world. Um, so it's a reasonable position to have. Like, why don't we just give the money that was used to fund this beautiful place and just give it straight to doing good in the world. I think that's a reasonable question. And um, I'm going to try and answer why we are funding events and not just funding charities directly. The basic case goes like this. Conferences look like a much worse spend in worlds where there are like great funding opportunities available um, where funding is the bottleneck. So in those worlds, you don't need to get people to be working on the problems. Um, you can just move money, and um, the problem will start, to, will start making progress on the problem. Um, so you can just do good quite directly. You don't need to do movement building. 
Um, however, we're currently not in that world. Uh, it seems like we have um, resources, there are donors interested in EA, there are problems we know exist, but there currently aren't enough people working on these problems such that we can fund them directly and make progress. We need more people involved working on those problems to make progress. So that means the problems we face are bottlenecked not by funding, but by people. And in those worlds, namely this world, this makes field building activities like groups and events and grants for people to like build their careers look a lot more strong on the margin. Um, because they get more people involved and involved in more helpful ways, um, which helps problems get solved faster. So overall, we currently think CEA, generally speaking, um, spending money on the people bottleneck looks about as good, about as good but probably better than just like directly uh, funding the work on the problems. But for this to carry through, it needs to be the case that um, conferences cause people to work on the problems. I hope that's kind of where you're at, that when you're thinking about how to do good in the world, this has been a helpful place for you to make progress on that and find out what you can do. So maybe a question is, um, how do events help people solve problems faster? Um, my very weak hypothesis is something like, um, in the normal kind of state of things, people going around the world, meeting each other, encountering ideas on YouTube or books or whatever, and you're gradually building your network and your like, kind of um, view on how you can make the world better. And events help people connect with ideas and people much, much faster than they usually would. So instead of waiting for talks to come out on YouTube or reading blog posts and forum posts, you can go to one place, namely here, and have all these things happen in one kind of crazy weekend. I imagine you're probably experiencing that a bit now. Um, so instead of bumping into people randomly, you meet lots of people over the course of a couple of days. And so events look like um, warp speed movement growth, as I call it. So here's you on the right. Uh, like the stars of Vegas, kind of like ideas and people, but it's like good stuff that you're flying through. And then this is your like radar thing, and you're like aiming towards good stuff. Like I said, I've not thought this through very much, <laughs> but that, that's the that's the rough idea. Um, but a question might be: Is this actually happening? Are, are we seeing this happen in the world? And I think it seems so. Like probably. Um, so Open Philanthropy did a survey in 2020 of people working in long-term cause areas which is a decent, decent fraction of the community, and found that about half of the impact that CEA had, at least on them, um, was via the conferences. So these are people who either came across important ideas at conferences, met people who encouraged them to do important work, and credited those events with like, some step in their, in their career. So there's something going on. That, that seems pretty good. And more anecdotally, we encounter community members who... Um, site conferences in their journey. So uh, that's Angela. I think Angela's actually here as well. Just to, I won't make you say anything, but just to acknowledge that. Uh, Angela attended uh, EJX Virtual in 2020, um, learned about a course area which is improving institutional decision-making um, via the conference. So came across an idea she might otherwise not have done, 
hard to say, but let's say so. we can explore that hypothesis. And then now is at the Future of Humanity Institute working on that problem. Um, this is Rob. Um, he went to EAG in 2016. Um, he met Michelle, who ran the Global Priorities Institute Summer Fellowship, so research on uh, global priorities. And after that, moved to FHI, the Future of Humanity Institute as well, and now studies AI sentience there. So there are also some, like, we can, like, zoom in and we find some people for whom events really have had this impact, where uh, at least they think, or we have the sense that by meeting people or encountering ideas at events, they um, kind of go on a different track, or they at least credit that event as, like, part of their journey. So it seems to be happening, and hopefully this resonates with you this weekend. We also hear from organizations associated with the community that conferences are a great place for them to find additional staff and launch new projects with new people. So if you were in the career fair earlier, um, those people are there because they think these conferences are worth coming to. And they find lots of people to um, maybe employ or talk to. And we talked to a speaker yesterday who was trying to find people interested in their work. And they found two people after their talk they'd not heard of before they met at the talk. So, Again, something's happening that seem, seem promising, but we don't have a full set of data. And the rough way we're tracking this at the moment, a kind of very proxy metric, a bit scrappy, uh, is connections. Um, you could also think of this as kind of like, uh, if you focus in on just like meeting people, it's like the rate of movement growth that's happening. So a connection is meeting someone new, who you then, after meeting them, think you're comfortable reaching out to them for a favor. So that might be like, hey, could you check my, um, check over my blog post? Or like, can I ask you about my career plan? Um, again, it's like very loosely defined. It's meeting someone new who you like, think like, yeah, that's great. I'll, I'll stay in touch with them. They could be interesting to talk to. And this is what we'll track. You'll notice when you complete the feedback survey later today, um, we're going to be trying to understand like, what the conference did for you in terms of connections, not just connections, but also um, were there ideas you encountered, were there ways in which you changed your mind that made you feel more confident about your path, or even like, more uncertain. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but kind of like move you along. Again, this kind of like you're in that kind of spaceship thing, and you're like moving a little bit faster because of the event. That's the, that's the idea. And we're hoping to like flesh this out more and have like impact adjusted things so we can kind of find out not just that there were connections, but that those led to good things. That's a work in progress. So that's the rough like impact case. Um, and I could talk a bit about uh, CEA's kind of current, um, how the event seems made up and our strategy. So here's a beautiful events team. Um, there are 10 of us now. And almost everyone here mostly focuses on running EA Globals, um, which are in London, SF, and DC this year, um, and also smaller events for the community, such as the uh, Coordination Forum. Um, meanwhile, I, with a bit of help from some of my colleagues, um, run community events. So events run by organizers like Charlotte, and we support them and run things like EAGX, where you are now. And the news that is uh, the news in the CA events team is that our strategy is to build, build, build. Um, 
like I said, more events uh, is roughly the plan so far. Um, and not just more, but bigger. So this is what London's been up to. Uh, EAG London 2019 had 555 attendees. 2021 had 900. And next month, we're expecting 1,400 people. So it's roughly doubling since 2019. Noting, by the way, this conference is bigger than the main global conference in 2019 by about 100 people. Boston's very similar story. There are 144 people at the AJX Boston. 2018, 200 in 2019. And next weekend, there's going to be between 800 and 900. Um, so that's roughly quadrupling since 2019. Again, that's just Boston, and it captures lots, lots of other things there. But uh, the number is bigger. I think that's, that's fair to say. <laughs> uh, and also, this conference we expected, we initially planned for 200, 300 people. Then we went to 500, then we went to 600, and now we're about 650. Um, we're also looking at starting new events around the world. Um, we're supporting events in Prague, in Australia, in Canberra, Singapore, Berlin, uh, Rotterdam, Latin America, Stockholm, India. Um, all very exciting. And not only are these events, um, there are more of them, but they're all going to be about twice as big as EAGXs were in 2019, if all goes to plan. So that's roughly tripling the number of people at EAGX between 2019 and 2022. And there was like a gap among that time for reasons. But we come out the other side with much bigger conferences. So this is our rough metric. I talked about connections. Um, and we tried to guess how many we expect to see this year compared to 2019 and 2020. So obviously, you can count connections in virtual conferences. You can still meet people there. This is roughly what's going on. Um, we're aiming to quadruple our proxy metric of connections uh, in 2022 from last year. So number go up in all the ways. So what, is all, what does this all mean for you? The main message is CEA wants to support lots of big events that accelerate movement growth, that help people connect with people, ideas, and make that happen faster at bigger events. Um, so we want your help with this. We would like to find more people to run more events more, and bigger events. Um, and this means encouraging you all, if you're thinking of running something like this, which I'm very excited to hear if you are, um, aim high. Um, try to minimize turning away people who are interested or excited. Um, and also, with this connections metric in mind, um, focusing on where you can maximize those connections. So you'll notice this weekend, if this is one of your first conferences, we encourage lots of one-on-ones. There are lots of rooms for people to sit and chat. Um, that's where connections often happen. Uh, talks are great. Thanks for coming. But often you find that people meeting each other and like breaking down their career plan, asking them the question they have in their mind, that's often where a lot of the, a lot of the magic happens. So... Uh, our job is to help you design these impactful events and then help you execute on them. Um, so events are just a lot of hard work, but we think a lot of people could be good at doing it. And if you think that's you, please come and talk to me. I'm very excited to help you think for your idea. Uh, or if you're running a group and you're thinking of running a conference or even just like um, a retreat, let me know and we can try and help. Um, so to do that, we offer grants, um, advice, um, 
either me or someone else will be on hand to support you. Um, and we have resources that like help the conference run like SwapCard, you can, you can lend out. So overall, we want you to be ambitious, um, which is I'm sure you've heard a lot about over the weekend. Um, so if you apply to run an event, um, we might say something like, that's cool, try doubling it. Uh, or like, uh, try having twice as many team members, that'll be cool, and we'll help you make that happen. So if, you're, if you have an event idea you're excited about, there's a post in the forum about applying for support. You can also come and find me, and we can talk about it. Um, that's all. Thanks very much. Thanks, Ollie. That's great. Um, so uh, this live discussion for SwapCard isn't on, so I think we're going to take questions by hands up, if that works. Um, so, yeah. Okay, we've got a question over there to kick things off. Hey there. Um, hey. I'm Ryan Deck. I'm on the City Group in Bristol. Yeah, over the U Group. Just wondering if you have any events you've heard about that City Group are running that you really like and you're excited by hearing about or you recommend other City Group to try. Okay, so yeah, there's like existing City Groups run uh, like run an event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To make the question easier, you can do like uni events as well. But, like, yeah, sure, sure. Um, so um, I think lots of events coming up are run by existing groups. So Prague has it's a national Czech group running that one. Um, there's a Nordics conference that's with several like city and national groups. Um, and Rotterdam, I believe, is mostly the Rotterdam group. So lots of them. Uh, so I think having an existing group to run the conference is a, is a bonus. It's like a pool of people you know are excited, but um, it's not necessary. You can plausibly, if you want to run an event where you are, you can find people who aren't necessarily part of the group. And just have you heard of any events other than conferences? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons. Um, I skipped some of the other examples, but yeah, EAGX is just one kind of type of, of event, um, which is this. Um, but we're also looking to fund. Um, Smaller retreats, uh, lots of retreats around the world. Um, some for local groups, some for like, specific cause areas, and there might be a forecasting uh, event at some point. Um, yeah, so really all manner of things. And so it used to be like mostly EAGXs, and now we're kind of like uh, testing out which other event types are uh, pretty promising, not just for connections, but also things we might be missing. Okay. So um, there's really no like box yet. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just curious how crystallizer continues behind not the scenes. Do we specifically do we expect like things to get like weirder or more interesting? Do we have like hope for a really strange kind of event that might engage people in a new couple of ways? Yeah, I mean I'm very interested in ideas. Yeah, like um yeah, there's nothing I like want to rule out, but I think there's like we'll probably discuss and try and pick apart ideas that um, try and understand the kind of path of impact in the event for like people working on things. Um, but yeah, there's no I'm open to strange things as well. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna write the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was wondering uh, how how do you maintain the like positive effects of an EAGX yeah. over time? Is uh, the engagement level might like dwindle after a month or something after the age? Yeah. So, do you have any metrics for that? For example, some model scale events or so like Yeah, um, working on it. I think we're planning to do a kind of retrospective of the 2019 
program, which had three EAGFs and two EAGs, and see what happened. Um, so there's some, like I said, you have like you see the positive cases, uh, like people who end up doing the thing they're interested in. But I didn't have a good sense like the overall picture. Um, yeah. So be recent. Uh, yeah. That's it. Um, so you mentioned the Alexander and Jenan. Yeah. Was she pregnant? Um, well, but she was. She, so you say she was at the virtual event. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, it sounds way more cost effective. Sure. So why do you need to decide on? Yeah, we're still going to do some virtual events this year. Uh, at least one, yeah. So, um, very open to virtual events. We do find that um, currently in-person events have slightly <laughs> higher connections per attendee. Uh, it's just quite hard to like, hop around uh, Zoom calls like you can here. But you don't have the pity as much of like, walking past someone or like, overhearing something. Um, we still think they're worth doing, especially for people who aren't, have travel a long way to parts or for other reasons can't come. So, um, yeah, definitely open to more of those. Yeah. Right. So, um, I've been talking with all the um, events organizers, and I'm wondering uh, your thoughts on um, the tension between uh, smaller events yeah. and bigger events. Yeah. It's basically the rationale we uh, behind doing smaller events is to set up a high bar mm -hmm. in um, the participants. Yeah. And so, to um, reuse your metaphor of the space here. Yeah. So basically small events is like a uh, hyperluminic uh, rockets yeah, yeah. Ex exploration in, uh, in, in uh, some areas, and bigger events are like uh, huge spaceships with lots of people. Yeah, sure. And so I'm um, basically wondering um, what you think about this yeah. in general terms. I'm not sure. Yeah, and we haven't we haven't had like a, a like portfolio of the year where you have both like Small events and big events, we can compare. I'm hoping this year will be that year, and we'll have a sense. Um, so I'll go back to Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe similar to that. But how, how do you think about returns from events diminishing when you have like more EAGs or something where people are like, oh, maybe I went to EAG yeah. only a few months ago, I like had the conversation that I wanted to have, but it was about a week ago, so another one like, in a month or so. Like, yeah. Are you worried about this, or do you think that doesn't happen that way? Yeah, also. We're like pushing the limits there because we've not had this many conferences before. Um, we're finding like so Boston is a similar like size to this one, um, and there's not that much overlap. Like it's not like the same people are coming from here and going to Boston and then going to London. Um, there's overlap with like EA Globals and EAGXs, but we're finding so far there's like um, people are excited about going to like at least one. But yeah. I've, not to say you couldn't do more, and I'm not really sure what happens if you go to like um, several, whether it's like, I, like I would expect diminishing returns, like you just meet the people you wanted to meet, and then the same like set of people, or similar set will be in the next one, so yeah, but not sure. We've probably got time for one more question. Yeah. You said we're just going to host an event that will be the first time in a big event that might be the first time people get in touch with EA. Yeah. Do you have any tips about that? Like how to do networking out there if people are not yet involved, for example? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm not that sure, but it's something like making sure that 
someone did Sophie new to it, and like talk one to one, I have like quite a lot like surface area with someone who can answer their basic questions and I clarify some things. And it's easy to hear even like a really well done presentation and leave with a question that you like didn't quite get answered and that can like linger. And I think if you just have someone like after the event, uh, or like towards the end, where it's like, hey, do you have any questions? And often it can be like, oh, I have this one like question, which if I understood, I would be, I would be interested. But if I don't, I feel like I do. Um, so something like making sure they can follow up is pretty good. Um, so like one-on-one seems the ideal, but that's Great. Yeah, again, I guess. I think we'll end that, but what's the best way for people to contact you if they have more questions? Um, I've got nowhere to be, so here, <laughs> now, yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you.